Hello, health investor. Welcome back to another episode of the Health Investment Podcast. As you know, I do a Q&A style episode every so often. This is the fourth episode of The Type. To listen to the first three, simply visit thehealthinvestment.com slash QA1 slash QA2 or slash QA3. To submit a question, just DM me on Instagram at the health investment or shoot me a quick email, brooke at thehealthinvestment.com. In today's episode, I'm going to answer the following. What's your go-to takeout order? How can you find a healthy balance between indulgent and nutrient-dense foods? What are your recommendations for healthy desserts? Does sourdough bread have any health benefits? Before I get to answering the questions, I want to share an Apple Podcast review with you. SSV82 rated the Health Investment Podcast five stars and wrote, Brooke is the best. So impressed by and grateful for Brooke and the Health Investment. This podcast is my go-to for health and wellness and never lets you down. It's real information from real people, not just trending topics and bro science. Every episode is a must listen. Wow. Thank you so much for that amazing review. I'm honored that you called it a must listen podcast, and I'm grateful that you took the time to type out your feedback. If you have enjoyed what you've heard so far, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Visit thehealthinvestment.com slash review to leave your own rating and feedback. Thank you in advance for doing so. All right, let's get to those questions. Hi, I'm Brooke Simonson, certified nutrition coach and host of the Health Investment Podcast. Here's the thing, you deserve to feel amazing. But here's the other thing, there are so many confusing messages out there. Week after week, I'm gonna share tips and practices that actually work for simple weight loss and sustainable wellness, because I wanna help you get healthy for good without any BS. When I'm not podcasting, I work with clients one-on-one. So visit the show notes to book your free consultation. And don't forget to leave a review so that others can become trim, energized, confident, BS-busting rock stars like you. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Question number one, what's your go-to takeout order? All right, this is a tough one because I love all types of food, Mexican, Indian, Vietnamese, especially pho, Italian, especially pizza. So I don't really have a go-to takeout order. But that being said, I do usually ask myself one thing before ordering. How can I prioritize PPFV? Allow me to explain because I know that sounds kind of weird. At every meal and snack, I prioritize PPFV, which stands for protein, produce, fat, and volume. Generally, I aim to fill a quarter of my plate with protein and half of my plate with non-starchy vegetables. Then I add one to two tablespoons of a healthy fat like avocado or extra virgin olive oil. And I also make sure to get enough volume when I eat, 
mostly through non-starchy veggies and water. When you eat enough volume, your stomach stretches a bit, and that little bit of stretch triggers your I'm full hormones to do their job, helping you feel full. Now, when it comes to takeout, it's going to be pretty tough to prioritize all four in the way you would if you were preparing food for yourself. Most restaurants use cheap fats and oils in their cooking, so getting one to two tablespoons of healthy fats may not happen. That being said, you can still scan the menu for protein and produce. When it comes to veggies, a great place to look is under the sides portion of the menu. So, for example, when we get pizza, I'll often look at the sides and order a salad or roasted broccoli or Brussels sprouts. When we get poke bowls, I'll look to see if the restaurant offers shredded cabbage as a base, and sometimes I'll get half rice, half cabbage. Protein is the easy one. Most restaurants offer numerous protein options. Following PPFV at all meals and snacks, even when ordering takeout, can really be so simple. And the best part is that you wind up feeling nourished and satisfied, not overly stuffed. So try it out. Question number two, how can you find a healthy balance between indulgent and nutrient-dense foods? First of all, let me say this. If you're struggling to find balance, you're not alone. This word is thrown around all over the place, and people talk about the 80-20 or the 90-10, balance, 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 but most of my clients have this same issue when they start working with me. I have a lot of tips and tricks up my sleeve relating to this topic, but the ones I share are usually dependent on the person and their unique lifestyle. Here are a few things you could try. First, try never to go more than two meals without nourishing your body. So what that means is, let's say you order pancakes for breakfast on a Saturday morning. I'm sure they're going to be absolutely delicious, but let's be honest. Pancakes aren't the most nutrient-dense thing you could order. That's totally fine. Enjoy the heck out of those pancakes, But then at your next meal, probably lunch, aim to eat something more nourishing. Second tip would be piggybacking off of what I just said. Don't spiral into guilt mode when you eat something that's more indulgent than it is nourishing. I used to do this all the time and it didn't serve me at all. Using the prior example, if I ate pancakes for breakfast, I'd feel guilty and ashamed, and then I'd move ahead with my day or even my full weekend thinking, well, I just ruined my healthy eating streak, so may as well eat anything and everything at this point. Don't do that. Enjoy your favorite foods every so often because life's too short, but also realize that the tastiest things are generally not the things that are going to help you look and feel your best. So prioritize PPFV, protein, produce, fat, and volume, most of the time, and enjoy indulgent treats every now and then. And then for this question, my third and final tip would be to get really in tune with how different foods make you feel. Eating a lot of protein and vegetables is going to make you feel better 
been eating a lot of ultra-processed foods and refined carbs, like bagels and muffins. That's just how it is. Once you tune in to how great you feel when you prioritize PPFV, I promise you it's going to be much easier to choose nourishing foods. Because once you start feeling great and really tuning into that, you're going to want to keep feeling great. All of those things being said, finding balance really means something different to every person. So you've got to figure out what works for you, probably through some trial and error, and then just roll with it. And if you ever want extra support, I work with clients one-on-one and also through a group program, so never hesitate to reach out. Question number three, what are your recommendations for healthy desserts? All right, I have a few thoughts on this. First of all, there are a lot of quote-unquote healthified dessert recipes out there, like using honey in lieu of refined sugar or using almond flour to up the protein of something instead of all-purpose flour, etc., etc. If you're wanting to try a more nutrient-dense version of one of your favorite desserts, you can do a quick Google search like almond flour chocolate chip cookies or chickpea cookie dough. That actually does exist, and it's quite delicious. (laughs) That being said, sometimes these healthified versions just aren't as satisfying as the real deal. Sometimes you just want the real thing. That's where mindset comes in. Mindset is so, so important when it comes to losing weight, keeping it off, and feeling great. If you're at a wedding and you want a piece of cake, go for it. What you do most of the time matters way more than what you do some of the time. One piece of cake at a wedding is truly not a big deal. However, something to consider, if you really get used to slowing down, chewing thoroughly, and enjoying each bite of dessert, you may find that you're satisfied a lot sooner than you'd think. Sometimes you won't even need to finish the piece of pie or cake or whatever to get your fix. So when the dessert menu comes out at a restaurant or when the cake comes out at a wedding, consider sharing a dessert or a slice with someone. When you share, sharing isn't only caring, but you also get to enjoy a few bites and you never get to the point where you feel overly full or like you've eaten too much of a good thing. So that's something you could try moving forward. Real quick, I want to take a break from the episode to share one of my favorite resources with you. One of the BS messages floating around out there is that eating healthy costs too much. Honestly, I used to believe this myself. That is, until I discovered ThriveMarket.com. Thrive Market is an online grocery platform that's essentially Costco meets Trader Joe's meets Whole Foods. I love that I can shop on their mobile app and have all of my favorite groceries, everything from natural wine to 100% grass-fed beef to nutritious crackers, everything, delivered right to my door. Last year, I saved over $1,000 shopping on Thrive. I honestly can't think of one reason not to love it. To save a percentage off your first order and see my full shopping list, click through the links in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. And now for the final question, does sourdough bread have any health benefits? 
I love this question because I love sourdough bread. And the answer is it depends on the type. There's store-bought sourdough that you would find in just your average bread aisle, which usually isn't the real deal. And then there's homemade sourdough, the type you make yourself or that you buy at a bakery or farmer's market. Most conventional breads use commercial baker's yeast to help the dough rise, but real sourdough relies on wild yeast and lactic acid bacteria that are naturally present in flour to leaven the bread. Lactic acid bacteria is also found in other fermented foods like yogurt, kefir, and kombucha. Wild yeast plus lactic acid bacteria plus flour plus water equals the sourdough starter, which is unique to this type of bread. The nutrition profile of sourdough is similar to other breads, but typical bread contains phytic acid, also known as phytates. And phytates are considered to be anti-nutrients because they bind to minerals and reduce your body's ability to absorb them. The lactic acid bacteria found in sourdough helps to lower the bread's pH, which also helps to reduce the amount of phytates, which means your body would have the chance to absorb more nutrients from sourdough bread than it would from a conventional bread. The lactic acid bacteria in sourdough also has the ability to release antioxidants. When it comes to other perks of sourdough, it may be easier to digest sourdough because fermentation boosts its prebiotic content and probiotic-like properties. The fermentation may also degrade gluten, so people who feel better eating less gluten may feel fine after eating sourdough bread. And finally, it may have a better effect on blood sugar and insulin levels than other types of bread. Bottom line, real sourdough bread is delicious. It's one of my favorites. And it may be more nutritious than typical bread. Whenever I see a loaf of beautiful homemade sourdough bread in the wild at a bakery or a farmer's market, I like to buy a loaf, slice it, and put the slices in a bag and then in my freezer. Then when I'm in the mood for a piece of toast or an open-faced sandwich, I always have sliced sourdough on hand that I can thaw or toast. When you freeze the slices, they stay fresh for a long time, and like I said, they just require a simple toasting before eating. All right, that wraps up my fourth Q&A. Remember, you can always reach out to me with nutrition, weight loss, and health questions via email, brooke at thehealthinvestment.com, or on Instagram, at thehealthinvestment. I look forward to answering your questions in a future episode. Well, that's all for today. Before the next episode drops, I'd love to chat with you one-on-one about the BS messages and methods currently holding you back. You deserve simple weight loss and sustainable wellness. So let's figure out how to make both happen. To book your free consultation, click through the link in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Health Investment Podcast. See you next week. All content in this podcast was created for general informational purposes only by a non-physician. 
None of the content should serve as a substitute for professional medical advice, treatment, or diagnosis. Always consult a qualified health provider with any questions regarding a medical condition and before making changes to your diet, lifestyle, and or exercise programs. Do not disregard any professional medical advice you have received or postpone seeking such advice because of something you heard on this podcast.